0: Hi all, and welcome to the Grieving Back to Life podcast. This is a place where we will talk and share stories around grieving, receiving, growth, and turning your pain into peace. I am your host, Lauren Cheek, and like many of you, I have experienced my fair share of loss and grieving. It's been hard to process and transition, but what I've learned through this is that a lot of us have this unprocessed pain inside, but don't feel like we can talk about it or maybe don't know how to process it. My goal here is to help hold space for people and normalize these conversations around grief. I'll be sharing tools, resources, and insights from all kinds of different experts, as well as everyday amazing humans who have gone through the battle of grief and have been able to turn their pain into peace and purpose. So let's dive in and help each other through the process of grieving back to life.
1: Okay, and we're back. I am really excited for this episode to have my mom on. She has been with me through so much and really held my hand through so many experiences. Um, and I think really has a great point of view on grieving and people passing and all of it. So excited to dive in. Mom, Roberta, Um, how do you want to be addressed? Uh, I've always been known as Bunny. I know. Bunny is so cute. Okay. So Bunny, everyone. My mom is now Bunny. Has always been Bunny. Yep, since I was born. The cutest. Okay. So I want you to share with everyone what your experience has been with grieving and death and your perspective.
2: Well, my journey has kind of evolved, actually, because when my dad passed away. I had not had any counseling or anything before that. And so I was living in a world where he was huge to me. And all of a sudden, I watched him disintegrate before my eyes for two months in the hospital and had to grasp that concept. So it was kind of overwhelming. And I ended up grieving for months after that, crying every day and being so lost because I lost my dad. But over time, I've kind of evolved because um, through the thick and the thin, I've had counseling, and it's taught me so much about rational thought and making my own choices and being able to process life in a way where I could uh,
1: turn it into my own benefit. So... Yeah, I know. I remember losing grandpa at such a young age for me. And so, four years old. Four years old, yeah. Such a different perspective um, to go through losing someone. And yeah, for you to lose your dad and me to lose my grandpa and the different acceptance levels of that, because me being so young, obviously not being able to really comprehend it. And you feeling so much pain and going through it, me not understanding that at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's only the first person really that you have gone through this whole transition of losing and grieving and persevering. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you want to keep going? Sure. Um, my real special friend, Nick, um,
2: hesitated with going to the doctor when he knew that he had things going on inside of him. He wanted to hesitate so that he could get secondary insurance because he kind of knew that there wasn't the best news coming ahead of him. And he went in for an operation and found out that he had cancer through his whole stomach region. And um, the next year and a half of his life, was very difficult with him going backwards slowly towards death and our friendship we ended up just loving each other from a distance but he went through that on his own terms so I didn't have to go through the daily daily grind of taking care of him and all of that that it was involved but lost him after about a year and a half and the way I focused on that and what i knew he would want for me is to not sit around crying and whining about it but to really put the energy into something positive so yeah i ended up getting my real estate license over that period of year and a half and so that i actually had something to show for all the actual agony that i was going through trying to study for that and just not think about the reality that we were going
1: through so yeah yeah And literally turning your pain into purpose Mm -hmm. and into momentum and trying to at least take steps forward in a positive way.
2: Well, and partly think about what he would want for me. And he, he was having a hard time himself dealing with what was happening, but he didn't want to hurt me in the process. So it was just a learning, growing experience that everyone deals with different forms of death or grief or shock Sometimes it's so unexpected. Do you have to deal with that part of it? So there's so many different sides to it that it's. I'm really proud of you for starting this.
1: Yeah, thanks. I think that when I went through it with D and you, you're, feel free to share your perspective mm-hmm. on that too, because you were here with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it was so painful and shocking and difficult that it really was all of a sudden this awareness moment that I realized I didn't really have the tools or the, I didn't really have conversations with friends or even you really, mm-hmm. um, about death or about grieving, how to grieve, um, Yeah, and I felt like the people around me, a lot of them didn't really know how to respond. And so grateful to you, and I love you, Mm -hmm. because you really helped me through it. Well, God made it so that I happened to be here, because you
2: were on your way to go see him. So I was here to take care of the dog, and then we got that news. So I'm just, you know, feel grateful that I was here to, you know, give you a soft spot to land.
1: Yeah. I know, but some of the hardest days of my life, literally. And um, yeah, having people around you at that time, I think is such a big point of seeing who your true, true ride or die people are, who your solid people are that show up and that are there for you. And two of my best friends, like, dropped everything they were doing and came over. Absolutely. And <clears throat> it was just such a terrible, terrible day and such a shocking disbelief and, like, surreal feeling and so many waves of emotions. And to have my mom there and my two of my best friends there and to really have them just hold me and support me through it was so – Um. It was so needed and yeah, just so grateful for that because I know some people don't have that kind of support, right. but I think one of the, one of the reasons I really wanted this podcast to, to start was because I wanted people to be able to share their stories and for people to feel like there was a safe space to talk about death and to talk about grieving and to normalize that as a conversation That we can all have and that is something that is surrendering in a sense, I I guess, of really making the most of the life we do have and surrendering, surrendering to the fact that we will all pass away. And whatever your belief is beyond that is always your choice. But for me, I think it's this evolution and that we evolve as souls through different lifetimes and yeah I could go into a whole thing about that but anyways do you want to share a little bit about that about your perspective
2: just that I'm really proud that you've decided to take this energy and that grieving process that you went through and try to teach other people and help other people and bring perspective to other people so that they have a way of processing a lot of the feelings because you could probably say that a lot of what's happening in the world is because of pain and sadness that people experience in their lives and death of a loved one is one of the highest things that the human emotion we need more tools to know how to process it because people turn to addiction, they turn to violence, they turn to all sorts of different things to just, they don't have control over their own emotion. And so they lash out at other people and all that. So I was, I was fortunate to go to the right counselor who taught me the right information at the right time, essentially. And part of my purpose is to carry that forward because they taught me about rational thought and managing my own emotions so that I'm kind of controlling my own life instead of it controlling me. And grief is a real tricky dynamic because you have to allow yourself to feel the feelings, but then you can't be totally disabled by that. And the loved person wouldn't want you to be totally disabled by it. So finding your balance as you go through it it's really a yeah a major process and i think it's this is going to try to help you help others you know based on what you went through so
1: yeah absolutely that's, that's my intention and i think that with so uh, so much darkness and so many things happening right now in the world it really is this battle of darkness versus light and i think one of the quickest ways to ignite other people's torch with light is through, well, love, definitely, but also awareness. And I think holding space for people and being able to listen and let them find that awareness on their own, sometimes so beautiful, and being able to share something so vulnerable and painful, like losing somebody you love is unpacking a box that can be really heavy and Absolutely. i think a lot of the times we carry these heavy boxes around in our lives and then we feel so weighed down and exhausted and so sometimes i'll say not unalignment but <laughs> overall just like worn out and we wonder why because we carry all these things around that we don't unpack and deal with and
2: unhealed tragedies in our lives that yeah End up not being healed and bringing out other dynamics that aren't really self, you know, nourishing but self destruction.
1: Yeah. If we
2: could kind of turn it around so that we can all start loving each other and loving ourselves, we'll stop so much
1: of the destruction. Yeah. Amen. And one of the things that you touched on that you've really taught me and that I've been able to in turn help teach other people is the emotion versus rational thought and really being able to separate your emotions from taking rational steps through a situation to be able to get to the other side and not be so... Paralyzed by the emotion. Exactly. Um, and do you want to kind of break that down even more? Because that I think is a really, that and one other tool that I want to bring up. I think those are really great kind of mental life hack tools.
2: Okay. Well, and I've also leaned on people like Dr. Amen, Dr. Dyer, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That's great. Gary Zukoff, other ones who are just masters at helping relay the message that we're souls in physical bodies and we're moving forward to the best of our ability. But the more we can learn about ourselves, our own emotion, how to control, you know, our, and manage our lives so that they're to the best of our ability and to the best of, you know, what's going to be our own reason for being on this earth. So, it's just
1: like soul's purpose
2: right exactly and then how can you help other people what is your purpose as far as sharing your love sharing your wisdom and the more you can research different things like that the more you can help other people so if everyone just could kind of learn more about their themselves and how to manage themselves and like dr amen he talked about quote-unquote, ants that march through your mind that are automatic negative thoughts. Well, I thought that I was the only one that kind of downplayed and was negative about things, but he expressed that everyone, everyone is. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go through grief and you've lost someone and you're feeling like nothing is going to be right ever again. Those ants yeah. can go crazy it's in your really mind. It's really
1: easy to start yeah. to spiral. Yeah. yeah. I think we so. should touch on that because right. I think I always say it's like these emotion monsters of like whether it's fear, sadness, anxiety, negativity, any, yeah. any of these negative low vibrations, like the more you lean into it and feel it, like, I've been hearing a lot throughout my friend group, even saying lately, I've been so anxious. I feel so stressed. I'm so anxious Um, that it's like almost this thing that we perpetuate in our minds and make worse because we continue to feed feed that narrative and continue to enhance that feeling. The more we talk about it, the more we feel it. And I think that when you're in such a dark place and you can't control those feelings, sometimes that's natural. But to really lean into it and start to almost make it worse than it is, because you start to tell yourself all the all the low vibration, sad, bad, mad, <laughs> anything, feeling. so bad? Yes. Um, And then many times you turn to
2: alcohol to feel a little bit better. And then that might numb it a little bit. But it honestly kind of perpetuates itself after a while. So then you start having this chemical imbalance in your own mind that it really influences the way you think. And so what we're mainly saying is that it's so easy going through grief and Missing and losing someone that is so special and that we love so much. It's easy to get in our own little pit and then wallow in it. And what this is all about is trying to help people realize that it's definitely a normal process. And there is no time limit on grief. Everyone has their own. It gives me chills just to say that. Everyone has their own timeline. I cried every day for six months with my dad. And I could, sometimes I'd be fine. I'd be laughing. And then a song or like a a car would remind me or something would flash. And there I'd go again. Yeah, these
1: triggers. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely comes in waves. Right. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's like a tidal wave.
2: Right. But to be really, you know, understanding and.
1: Yeah kind Calm and nice herself. with yourself yeah.
2: yeah it brings a lot better results than oh you're so stupid for thinking that why can't you just get over it or having someone in your family say what's your problem or you know it's like trying to start understanding that other people might have similar things that they're going through and like the more understanding we can bring about the better it's going to be so yeah it's uh-huh. just our little way of trying to bring, you know.
1: 100%. Well, yeah. And the more, like you said, the more you can work on yourself, the more you are helping provide a solution to the bigger problem of the world hurting and being in so much pain and darkness. And well, and
2: yeah, it was mental health awareness yesterday or the day before. So just the fact that mental yeah. health, if you just look on the corners, there's people begging for help. And if we could get to the point where grief wasn't such this taboo experience or this taboo emotion, where we had to stuff it and act normal, and we could start healing from things, right? Yeah, yeah. Understanding and yeah, more people going into the profession of teaching people how to think differently and in a more healthy way.
1: Yeah. So that actually brings me on to my second tool that I wanted, uh, you to go over. That's really helped me personally. So first one, it's like the awareness of your thoughts, the ants, right? automatic negative thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Dr. Amen. Um, love that. I love that. And you always remind me like squash those ants. Don't let those ants like get in your mind and start to uh, multiply. And so I love that. But then another thing that's really helped is compartmentalization oh, yeah. and being able to compartmentalize, um, really different people, different situations. And for me losing D, it was so painful that I almost had to put it in a box and in a drawer and close the drawer and visualizing that and kind of creating that scenario in my mind and being able to open the drawer and pull out the box and really unpack it when I had safe space and I was kind of in control of that it felt I'm obviously still in the process of grieving I don't know if that ever ends but it's really helped me be able to go through it in a better way of processing it when I'm ready, when I'm in a safe space, when I'm really feeling like I can lean into those feelings and be sad or cry or whatever I need to do to just process it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the next step is the music. Yeah, I think being able to tune into his music for sure. And I think being able to tune into things that help you connect to your loved one is a process. Sometimes I think for me, it's been really difficult to hear his voice and to hear him. Um, And I'm getting more, it's just, to be honest, it's triggering because it still doesn't feel real, I think. I know. And so, yeah, when I'm unpacking, when I'm unpacking that drawer, I think that it's really been something that, it's helped me be able to function through the days of being able to close it and say, okay, I, I love you. You're still here with me. I'm still like, carrying forward your light and you know love with me forward, but not having the drawer open at all times. Right.
2: And being very cautious of how you move forward so that you're honoring him in every way you know how. That you're not using, quote unquote, your relationship with him to go in a way that would, you know, be anything negative to you or him. So I really honor the fact that you've been so conscious of that this whole time. Um,
1: Yeah, so I want to move on to something that I think you shared a lot of wisdom and a lot of, kind of insight, but something that you wish that someone would have told you before you went through kind of any of your grieving experiences. Just one thing that kind of sticks out to you. That's like, wow, now that I've experienced this at so many different levels and different people in my life, like I wish I would have known this going before experiencing it. Choices. I wish I would have known about choices before
2: because I have the choice of how I feel. I have the choice of whether I grieve and feel sad and bad about that or whether I channel that into studying for a real estate exam or like with Dee, the way I personally channel him is I sing with him in the car at the top of my lungs. So um, it's very healing for me and a real special way that I kind of honor the memory From my perspective, uh, one of the hardest things that you can do is watch your child hurt as much as you hurt going through that. So I've had to kind of gain my own perspective and my own box on my compartment wall. And um, yeah, I think he touched everybody in the whole world kind of like that. But uh, everyone has their own kind of version of Dee's love and how that affected them. And there are some things that he taught me that actually changed my life now. And so I try to honor that by remembering him alive and different things that he said or did or listening to him play the guitar or something, but not allowing myself, making the personal choice to not sit there and feel bad because it doesn't help me. It doesn't help him. It doesn't change it. It doesn't it brings my frequency level into a more negative mode, which doesn't help anyone. So that's kind of what I wish I would have known when I was grieving my dad for those six months. If I would have channeled it into a project or done something in his honor or something like that, I would maybe feel like I had accomplished something instead of crying my eyes out for six months. So, it's not to say that I didn't need to do that and feel that emotion
1: because I'm really sensitive, but yeah, I think I, being able to process the emotion is like a huge part of it, and yeah, being able to honor people that are maybe not here physically but still here with us, absolutely, that their energy still lives on, and I believe yeah. that
2: um, God gave us the the right to have whatever belief we want. I've chosen to have one that's really exciting and good and special for people that have passed. And so that I feel like they're in a better place and I feel like we can still have communication. And so I feel like we have not the same relationship, but a new friendship and relationship that
1: Mm, helps Dynamic. Yeah. Every day moving forward. Right. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it and, It's a process right, of getting to that peace and um, going through the pain to get there sometimes. And then
2: permission to just customize your own grief schedule so that (laughs) you're not saying I should be doing this or I shouldn't be feeling that. There's no shoulds involved. It's on your own level for your own good. And it's between you and the person that passed on how
1: you move forward and and how you communicate with them too. I think something that's been helping me is um, I've been journaling a lot and that really helps me reflect. And also just knowing like through signs that I get. Absolutely. Um, sometimes they're subtle, sometimes they're more obvious, but um, yeah, when you really tune in, I think you're able to almost feel that person still with you. You just have to pay attention. Absolutely. I love it. Yes. yes. Okay. I love this. So how would you say that you've helped others or others have helped you to really grieve with grace? It sounds like you've really been able to get to that point. And I've watched you go through the process. I think you've helped me go through the process in the last year plus. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, what's something you would say that would be able to help someone else go through that experience of losing someone?
2: It's mainly um, just feeling comfortable with who you are, how you are, confident that you have the right to still love that person even though they've passed. And you go through kind of a phase of anger um, that how dare you leave me and all of that. Well, all of the different emotions that come up, they're real, they're yours, but you have the right to be able to manage that into a more effective, positive, productive way of being. And in my opinion, I started it with Nick, uh, my special man, and he read physiology books and different things, psychology books and philosophy, and we shared with each other and he taught me different things. And that's when it started, and it kind of has progressed into a self-nurturing, a just day-by-day journey. I don't always feel good, but I try to, as often as I can, have a really good perspective and good outlook on, on my ongoing relationship with people that are here and also people who have passed.
1: Yeah. I think the, the mental perspective and outlook on it is so crucial and it will help you really, you know, either, I hate to say it like this, but kind of go through this ongoing suffering or learn to come to peace with it. And I think the more you can really process the pain and feel it and, um, create your own beautiful relationship, like we have been saying, mm-hmm. um, the sooner you can get to the other side of the pain into peace. And so I love this. Thanks, Mom, for coming on. Thank you for asking me. I feel honored. Oh, I love I'm this. I'm so proud of you for doing this. I know we some. don't really we always talk, like we're super close and so we're always talking, but I feel like we don't really ever well sit this close and talk into a mic to each other. But um, <laughs> sometimes even have these really well, we have raw vulnerable conversations pretty often. But right. I think being able to um, harness it and share I guess some of the insights is really great because I think a lot of this has helped me. And like you said, you've learned from a counselor, that's really helped you. And so being able to pass on that information, if it can help anybody um, that is the goal and the intention. So, yeah, thank you. I think one last question that I'll cap it off with is what is one kind of tool or another uh, mental awareness or mental health, mental health uh, hack that you would recommend to somebody who's just gone through maybe losing somebody and how to kind of like process that pain that hits you instantly. If you want to share your response and I'll share my thoughts on it too.
2: Um, I would mainly say find one or two comfort zones is either a special friend or a chat group or a parent, someone that's real special that you can confide in and just absolutely be your raw, authentic self. And then I would say just strive for the first few months. Love yourself and just be the most authentic, natural, normal, best version of yourself you know how to be. No other boundaries, no other restrictions, no other expectations. Just be you and then Mm -hmm. find out who the new you is because you're going to change if that person meant anything to you. So start a new journey of how you're going to become a new you instead of expecting it, oh, it's never going to be fixed right, the old ever again yeah so
1: it's oh i love that okay i'll echo that so community find your support system is number one number two is really leaning into loving yourself and finding your real raw authentic self yeah absolutely and then three is really who is the new you reinventing yourself
2: absolutely make it a fun special journey with i i prefer to think that i can do it with the person who has passed And together we kind of make a new way of being and new memories and new signs that are special and different things. So everyone would have their own customized way of
1: relating to the person, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful and solid and hopefully can help anybody out there. And so... We'll wrap it up right there. But mom, thank you for coming on. I'm sure I'll have you back on again sometime soon. Thank um, you so much. Because we have these conversations all the time. And so I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks mommy. Love, Love you. you.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye everyone. Bye. Spend have a good night. day. That's another episode of grieving back to life podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and follow for more and tune in every Sunday for new episodes. Follow us on Instagram, grieving back to life or check out our website, grieving back to life for resources, and more tips and tools for helping you grieve with grace and turn your pain into peace and purpose. See you then.